0: The best rugby insight and analysis. OTB Sports Rugby. How, how would you argue if Johnny Sexton was to go and win a World Cup with Ireland and lead them to it, that he wouldn't be
1: the greatest? Subscribe to the rugby stream on the OTB Sports app now.
2: OTB AM. With Gillette. Get into
0: your flow. With the new Gillette Labs Razor. With exfoliating bar. Still it, so Derek McGrath is with us. Derek, good morning to How are you getting on? morning lads, how are you doing? Yeah, very good, very good. Um, uh, there's a, a couple of things we wanted to talk to you about, the, the situation um, generally in hurling at the moment. Um, Big Dan announced that he was retiring from all hurling uh, during the week as well and we thought we may take a moment to just, because he's kind of one of those figures who um, transcends his local county and becomes a, a national icon and there's not that many hurlers who manage to do that. So um, what was he like to work with?
2: First of all, I suppose he's, he's, he's done it all in the game. I, I was lucky enough to play with Dan even as I'm in '94 and um, played with him under '21 for three years. And obviously, he went on to have a very successful career in '98 when Dan probably you know came to kind of national prominence in terms of you know the the, the famous Monster Final of '98. So, to work with him as a first of all and first and foremost as a player growing up started off obviously as this kind of young gangly. Uh, I would have always said when we were playing him, he, Level, even that he was he was nervy at that stage you know we, we, we kind of thought we would have been able to get to him but that when he got to 17, 18 obviously you know he was brilliant in the air and and obviously 2007 saw him kind of win hurler of the year so he was a brilliant guy in terms of working with him
0: we're just having a bit of trouble with the line there so we, we might come back to you and see if we can get a, a slightly better connection for, for two seconds just to make sure that everybody can actually um, hear that um, so yeah One of the things I think, um, I I think, Dan, is kind of in that um, period where uh, players still didn't have helmets. Yeah. And kind of just goes over that period where it was just easier for, um, I don't know, not easier, like, obviously, uh, but to be super recognisable as an individual.
1: Yeah, uh, he he certainly transcended his sport as well as his county and, like... The fact that he's—I didn't realize he was forty-five now. Looks well for forty-five, but even to be playing for for this more at forty-five, you might say, "Oh, that's grand." It's club, it's club hurling, but still a high-quality level of 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 championship. I think he said maybe after his retirement to WLR that he, he played maybe a year of junior club, a year of intermediate club, and ever since it's been Senior Club Championship for, for his club. So, I mean, he's he's been playing at a high level, not just at intercounty but f- at club level since. And, and the fact that he's 45 and has still been doing it, um, quite remarkable. And I know the news has, has come in today or yesterday that he's, he's going to be joining the Leash Backroom staff, I think, as well, nice. with Willie Maher. So uh, he will be kept busy. in the. In, but I think it's not it's not the last we'll be seeing of Dan Shanahan. Certainly he'll be in an intercounty job at some stage. We've got Derek McGrath back with us. Sorry, Derek, you were just
0: saying to, to bring him in as part of your Backroom team.
2: Yeah, and look, look, I suppose the insecurity I, I would have had, I suppose, as a manager, is the fact you didn't have a kind of this prominent intercounty career. So who do you go to in Waterford? So look, you go to friends first and foremost. But he was having done all he had done in the game. There was never a sense when he was imparting information of kind of you know boastfulness or anything that. He's you know people see Dan and they see the tattoos and they see and they kind of judge from afar. But he's a very affable, very. You know, very nice guy. You know what I mean, and very, very gentle fella. In actual facts, really, really gentle man around the around the group. But um, you know, in in an era where with Justin McCarthy, where he was ghosting in for goals, and you know, you talk about the Lar Corbett movement under Eamon O'Shea. I think Dan was kind of ahead of the game when it came to kind of movement off the ball and and kind of, as I said, ghosting in for goals. And he would be very good at imparting all that information. Even at the weekend, there he was involved with and Junior team. They had they bridged the gap winning the junior here in Waterford for the last 37 years they hadn't won it he was involved I think it's, it's, it, he's going to be involved with Willie Maher in, in Leash now as part of the backroom team and you know he's he'd be a brilliant addition brilliant coach brilliant skills coach in particular you know in terms of the speed of your hurling Loves it and hugely dedicated to the game and, and to Liz Moore particularly.
1: It, it, Derek, I was actually listening on uh, Sunday's show, Brian Kerr and Kenny Cunningham were in studio here with Joe and Brian mm. was, was sitting in this seat talking about Kenny right beside him, about the leadership qualities he possessed and, and why he picked him maybe as a, or why he was a captain for the Republic of Ireland. Like, as you, as someone who played alongside Dan, uh, bringing him into your own backroom team as well, like, you must have seen some leadership qualities that he possessed and, and clearly that was something that, that was one of his strong points.
2: Well, he has, look, what's needed in Waterford often is he has passion, anyway, first of all. He actually loves Waterford. He loves Liz Moore, so there's a pureness there to to what he's doing, and, and almost an innocence at times, if, if that makes sense, you know, in terms of the. You know, he, he kind of when you look at him physically, he's obviously an imposing specimen. As I said already, it's just the, the whole ability to be able to impart stuff in a manner that's very ordinary, like very ordinary, and and huge passion. And sometimes, you know, that's needed on, on a line. And and over the years, we we were kind of you know. He, he's he's very funny too Dan that is you know' is, is great a great wit about him a great kind of sense of kind of what's on the ground in terms of what's been said in in both Lismore and Dungarvan or and West Waterford in general he's you know he'd feed that information without without it becoming kind of overburdening. you know he works on, on an oil oil truck and people you know people love to see him coming to the to the to their houses like to fill to fill the tank if you like because he, you know he's he just as i said has that kind of affable kind of you know, a lovely character, if you like, and he might go in there after a good or a bad day, with Waterford either as a player or a selector, and he's the same kind of jovial self, and that's difficult in itself. So he's, you know, he's made, he's been able to manage that over the years in terms of being, you know, a kind of a, a local, um you know, he's been, he's been able to manage that kind of characteristic of his own kind of personality that, you know, he's able to kind of, you know, take the criticism, take take the good times, and and you know, somewhere in between lies his character, which is a really good character.
0: Yeah, totally. Didn't Christy Ring do the same thing? Am I right in saying that? Was he, it's, there's, right. there's a long line of um, of, um... Yeah, and look,
2: I think I, I heard Shane talking about the fact that he's playing Cena that Like, he's Mark Connor Prunty, he's Mark. Barry Copeland, he's he's not the best of fullbacks in Waterford and and held his own over the last number of years as well. So Watson wasn't just a case of kind of standing there on the edge of the square. He's he's been well able and he's contributed greatly to Lismore over the last number of years.
0: Can I ask you about um, your own uh, managerial career? What what stage are you at at the moment? Are you happy to be out of the game? Are you like having taken the lessons of the last number of years, uh, processed them, and ready to go again? What, what, where do you stand at the moment?
2: Yeah, good, good question, I thought you might ask. Yeah, yeah, look, I, I suppose I left it in 2018. Since then, I've kind of, I suppose I've been involved with, the like, last two or three years, I've been involved with, with Leagues Minors. We had been a great success last year, getting to the getting to the Lancaster final for first time in a number of years. So, look, I've enjoyed that, I suppose. I've enjoyed the, not the less pressurised environment of kind of, almost a kind of a sub-role or a role in the background. Um, my own young lad, my young, oldest boy is going into fifth year here in, in the and inside in the school, so... The plan, I suppose, at family level was as much as possible to kind of maybe get through him, him through the leaving cert. Not that I'm directly involved in his leaving cert or anything like that, but just, I suppose, in terms of the, the family environment, you're hoping to kind of maybe my youngest by then would be kind of heading into Dela College in first year. So the, the plan was hopefully to not stay out of it for another couple of years, not that you can't pick and choose um, where you're going to be or you have no divine right to be involved in any team at that level. So, yeah, I'm, I'm in the middle, I suppose, of trying, I suppose, to get better and learn from it. I'm heartened by the way the game has has gone, believe it or not. I know people would probably say the opposite. But I'm heartened that, you know, things that perhaps that we were involved with integrating over the years in terms of tactically are now part and parcel of the game. So I'm heartened. In terms of where the game is going and where it will continue to go, so I'm thinking strongly about being involved over the next couple of years. But I suppose the opportunity has to be right, and family life in particular has to be has to allow it to happen. If you like, not that my wife would in any way stop me, but I suppose it's your own personality wanting to contribute at home as well,
1: you know. Your, your name invariably, Derek, comes up when when big county jobs. I think the Dublin and Waterford jobs, particularly this summer, you know, your name was was certainly mentioned in the rumor mill uh, before those, those jobs were, were filled. Like, is it the case? I myself and Jar, Ger- <coughs> excuse me, myself and Jar spoke at the time. Of the show about how you know Monaghan and Donegal and Roscommon can't seem to find a manager this summer and to, to replace their outgoing managers. Is it a case that the, the club game and the the lack of of public focus and, and pressure, um, you know, in club game compared to the intercounty game just just puts a lot of people off at the minute? It's
2: yeah, hard to know. I, I, look, I'm, I can only speak personally in that in that. You know, I found it, you know, you listen, not that I'm comparing myself to playing disc, right? like but you listen to the aftermath of someone that's involved at the level Or O'Driscoll was involved in over the years and, and the struggles. I don't think I struggled, but what, what what you do is you miss, I'm speaking personally, you miss the busyness of it. You miss the pressure of it, in actual fact. And, and that sounds counterintuitive to say that. So for me personally, no, I, you know, I don't think the appeal of the club championship is... On a personal level, is is that like oh, it's it's less hassle and it's less stress, etc. For me, it probably suits at this particular time in your life. But I think there's no buzz like being involved in an, in an intercounty dressing room at at, at a particular level that you're, you're not you're used to, you're accustomed to. It. But I can imagine that it's probably the scenario where you know post Andy McEntee's retirement from Mead, you know even pre Colin O'Rourke's appointment in 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 Mead as well, where they both spoke about you know the, the level of scrutiny, the level of kind of discussion that goes around, the level of kind of rumour and innuendo, and I I don't think you learn to live with that, but I think we're getting better at that, if you like, in terms of the management of all, you kind of live in your own bubble of, of, listen, we're we're giving it everything we have, and, and, and certainly that's the way I would have kind of approached it over the years. I would have been, you know, less sensitive as the years went through it, and I think now that you're out of it, i become even more kind of, you know... Not as sensitive to, to kind of criticism or, or that. I think it's, you just get used to it and you kind of move on. But that's that's not for everyone, you know. Could
0: you manage outside Waterford? Do you think, like on a, a, a personal level, you know, would you have the enthusiasm and would you be able to do it?
2: it, it that's that's a good question because you kind of you know, and and I think it, it's probably well versed if you like that. I had a, you know a serious connection with the players over the years, and in order to kind of not sever that connection. The last number of years, I've actually, I'd say I've been almost kind of nomadic in terms of my connection with with the players that I was centrally involved with. in, that I, you know, I didn't text it for fear that you'd kind of accused of being behind the scenes or kind of hanging over them, etc. So, Yes, yes. When, when you know, when the Watford job came up this summer, you kind of you talk about it with your wife for a minute. You kind of say, "Will you?" You know, six, seven, or eight years ago, I got my club to nominate me. I, I go around about the whole process because you want to do it, and now you're kind of contemplating, kind of saying to yourself, "Look, not now. Uh, you've no divine right to do it, but also you, the connection is pulling you." I suppose in terms of the players that are involved still centrally to the team. So to answer your question, in terms of being involved. With another team? The answer is, is, is prob- probably yes, but I think you'd, you'd probably have to change your methodologies. You know, in terms of connection over the years, for me, was based on my school connection with a lot of those boys that were central to the Waterford thing. And you're in Waterford, you're living in Waterford, you love the players, you love what you're doing. You'd have to really work hard on that connection part that's, that's part of any manager's philosophy, but that, that could be achieved too. So, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't rule it out certainly, yeah.
1: Um, Derek, just want to get your thoughts, I suppose, on, on, on the man who did get the Waterford job, David mm-hmm. Fitzgerald, and I know Peter Quigley and, and Owen Kelly have gone in there, and his backroom team as well. That, that's come out in the last couple of weeks, mm-hmm. uh, and I know you had high hopes for this Waterford team last year, and, and <laughs> maybe it didn't materialise in the end yeah. for them, but there's still a lot of talent in that squad. Uh, how do you expect David to fare? Like, is the is the pressure on him from the outset?
2: Yeah, I'm not so sure the pre- because I think you no know, more than myself in terms of you know you learn in punditry and you learn from over expectation uh, on the back of the league final first of all it's a hugely talented group of players that will probably be you know added to by albeit Patrick Fitzgerald wasn't didn't light it up for a Valley Gunner the weekend but Patrick and Mark Fitzgerald I think will have an impact on the team next year so I, I think there's there's a kind of a more realistic expectation now in that um, you know becoming one of the three teams that qualifies from Munster will be ultimately the aim and I think I think Davey fancies that and if you look if you watch and if you look at Davey's kind of track record even when he came in in 08 in Watford um all the way up to his involvement in Wexford. I think Davy has a really, really good bounce kind of um, factor, and I think there'll be a bounce there, the excitement. I, I know that Daisy Hudson, in his speech even on 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 um, Sunday there after the match, he, he kind of thanked the county board for the appointment. So I think the, the earlier kind of not negativity but pessimism that seemed to kind of greet it at, at at some levels in Watford has been replaced by an excitement. After all, you know the man has won Munster Championship, Waterford, Leinster Championship, with Wexford all Ireland as a player all Ireland as a coach and I think the one thing I think Davey doesn't get enough, enough credit for because sometimes the animation can can kind of allow people to have a particular opinion I go back to even 08 with Waterford Davy was the first man I knew that you know he put Owen Kelly in on the edge of the square John Milan and Owen McGrath were 35 40 yards from the goal and the half forward line were way deep back in his own half of the field and similarly with, with Clare and 13 etc so I think Davy is a lot more tactically flexible than people give him credit for I think they kind of people wedge him to the sweeper system but I think you'll see you'll see kind of you know a nice flexibility and I think tactically that Waterford team will buy into that I think they I think they like the the, the mixture of structure and and expression and I think I think Davy will bring that
0: Jack I know you've got to go to class You're very good It's always fascinating to talk to you Thanks a million for your time this morning Cheers
2: Not a butter Let's mind yourselves OTB AM
0: With Gillette
2: Get into your flow With the new Gillette Labs Razor With exfoliating bar